Hello and welcome to the Healthy Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Rebecca Corbett and I am the Healthy Entrepreneur. I am your no BS business specialist. So on the podcast this week, I want to talk to you about goal setting. So when you set goals, you want to set what they call SMART goals. S-M-A-R-T, spelt the same way. SMART goals. A SMART goal, um, it gets broken down into different bits and pieces. And I'm going to give you two versions of each acronym. So S, uh, you want to make your goals specific. So a specific goal. So not, I want to play netball better. It might be, I want to improve my netball and performance by getting three goals per game. I don't know, but it needs to be something that's quite specific or the other option is something that is quite significant. So one of the things that I do with my clients is I encourage them to think big and to reach for their Northern star. If time, money, resources weren't an issue, what is that Northern star? Where is it that you want to go? And those goals are great because it pushes you to, to really get there. But underneath that Northern star, we want a number of other smaller smart goals. So your smart goal can be significant, but usually you would have a separate significant goal and these smaller ones that we, we go through the, the SMART acronym with are specific. The second letter in the SMART goal acronym is measurable or meaningful. So it needs to be measurable if we're using that netball goal um, of um, achieving three goals per game yourself. That would be measurable. It's a, it's a three goal um, Wow, that's really confusing. <laughs> Three-point goal. Um, so making it measurable so that you have something to put it against. Now, sometimes you will want it to be measured in terms of income, and that is okay. But just be mindful of external um, influences. So if there are things that you cannot control, say, for example, COVID-19, um, you want to make sure that you're ready to either alter the measurable goal or have it measurable um, by a different means. The third letter in SMART goals is A, attainable or action orientated. So when we do those Northern Star big goals, they're great to be working towards, but they can feel unobtainable. And if you, if it's going to take you three, five, 10 years to reach that Northern star goal, if there's nothing for you to check off along the way, you can become really discouraged in that. So you want to make sure that this goal is attainable and that it has an action orientated focus. Now with attainable, you do want to try and push yourself. So if you normally get two goals in netball, three would be obtainable, four would be attainable, maybe five is pushing it, maybe you only pay, play in the um, goal shooter or goal attack positions for one quarter. I don't know. It's been a while since I played netball. <laughs> uh, but making that goal attainable whilst also pushing you slightly outside of your comfort zone is where you want to be. 
The R in SMART goals stands for relevant or rewarding. So how is it relevant to your business? Or if you're using the SMART goal framework at home, how is it relevant to your life? If you were a golf player and you were saying that you want to get three goals in netball, it's not really relevant. Oh God, I'm using a lot of sporting analogies today. What's wrong with me? I don't play sport. Oh, <laughs> um, all rewarding. And then the fifth is the T, time bound or trackable. So it's all very well and good to say that you want to achieve three goals in netball, but is that in one quarter? Is that in one game? Is that this season? What is the time bound or trackable element to that? So I set a goal. I think it must have been two years ago now. I'm fairly certain it was two years ago. And by filling out all of the sections of the SMART goal template, I came up with that I wanted to help 2,000 businesses by the year 2022 to achieve sustainability and success in their businesses. So I had a time-bound goal. It had to be by 2022. It was relevant to my business because my business is in the business of helping other businesses. It was absolutely attainable. So 2,000 businesses, I broke it up by year. And so I know how many businesses I need to reach each year. It was absolutely measurable because it was measurable by the number of people that I had impact. And it was very, very specific. It was that I wanted to reach 2000 businesses by 2022 and help them to achieve sustainability and profitability in their business. So you can see where sometimes you want to skip the S and go to the other parts, or you might go back and fill in the, the specific um, section of your goal after. But by giving it all of these markers, it now becomes something that you can measure against. So I always say that you want to measure your level of success against your yardstick of success. If you are a brand new business and you are seeing all of these gurus on Facebook telling you that they're making an eight figure a year income, which is ridiculous. It used to be six figures a year and then it jumped to seven and we're barely in seven for a while now. Everyone's eight figure business. You that That's their turnover, not their profit, mind you. Don't even get me on that soapbox. Um, but when you start out, if you're seeing that around you, if you're following um, your competition, you know, all the other people in your marketplace, if you're looking at how many followers they have, if you're looking at what their turnover is that they're telling you um, publicly and you're comparing yourself against that, you can feel very small and very insignificant and not very successful. If you put your own measure of success in, which will be a makeup of these SMART goals and also your long-term, uh, what you want to achieve, then you all of a sudden are getting up those rungs of your measure of success. So writing these down is really important. Having them in front of you where you can see them and refer to them often is really, really important. There's a few other things and tips that I want to give you with setting your goals as well. I want you to make sure that your goal statement is a positive one. You want to express your goals in a positive way. So you want to execute a technique really well rather than not making a stupid mistake. 
So you want to look to the positive and not to the negative. This will put you in a positive mindset and positive psychology is a really powerful thing. You absolutely want to be precise in your goals, putting in dates, times and amounts so that you can measure that achievement. When you write those down and you put those markers in, you'll know exactly when you have achieved the goal. And then you can take that absolute satisfaction from having achieved it. And you can celebrate that win. Absolutely celebrate your win. It is so much better for your psyche and for everything when you celebrate those wins and you can check them off. When you have some goals for your business in your mind, but you've never written them down, that goal will continually shift. The goal posts will shift. The success measurement yardstick will get longer and longer and you will never actually achieve it write them down they're also something that you can look back on in years to come and go wow if only i knew then what i know now you know facebook memories are great because sometimes i'll make a post about my um business and then in three years from now which i'm seeing some now from you know five years ago when i started tally and tick and it's really funny because some of the posts are like, oh, I'm now up to six clients. I'm really busy. God, I'd kill to go back to six clients. <laughs> but by having that measurement, I can look at it and go, wow, I've really come a long way since then. So having these goals written down and keep them in a nice little book that you can refer back to all the time is a, is a great way of doing it. Another thing is that you want to set some priorities. So when you have a lot of goals and usually you will have more than one at a time, I want you to give them a priority because that will help you um, just not feel so overwhelmed by having so many goals. And sometimes it's best to just work on one goal at a time or one portion of a goal at a time so that you can put your attention and your energy on those things that are the most important. This is one of the things that we do with strategic planning is if you want to be here and you know that's where you want to be, we'll work out what is the, the backward steps from there, but which part of that goal is going to give you the biggest bang for buck. So if you want to have a group program in the long run and you're not making a lot of money now and you need to take on one-on-one -on -one clients, but taking on one-on-one -on -one clients will take you away from the time that you can actively give to developing your group things or your courses. So we will put priority around those goals in that you want to achieve this part of your group goal and then go and get more one-on-one -on -one clients and then achieve this part of your group goal and then go and get a few more one-on-one -on -one clients. Does that make sense? Keep your operational goals a little smaller than you might think. So my job is to push you out of your comfort zone and to make you want to achieve more. But your performance goals um, should be a little smaller and broken down by month. So taking a bit of care um, in setting goals that you don't have control over is a really good thing because if you set a performance goal of an X amount of sales or X dollars of sales and then something outside your control takes that away and you can't check off that goal that month, it can be a little bit discouraging. So keeping them attainable is a really, really important thing. 
So, and, and allowing for those as well. So it might be that you want to reach 2000 businesses by 2022 and you've got that broken down into smaller monthly amounts of how many businesses that you need to reach each month. And this month you may not reach it. And that can be a little bit discouraging, but by having that as part of a bigger um, goal, I would still mark off all of the businesses that I'd reached that month. So I'm still closer to my 2000 goal, but I haven't just got this month's number figure to, to mark myself against. And setting those realistic goals um, can really be quite helpful, but your version of realistic and someone's external version of realistic might be quite different. I often say that I wish the people that I work with could see themselves how I see them and know that they could achieve more than they think that they could. Um, but I know that that's a, that's a human quality. I faced it myself every day. Um, my face is on the front cover of our newspaper today and I've read the story and the first time I read it, I was thinking, oh my goodness, this has been blown out of proportion. This journalist just sees something completely different than I do. And then I reminded myself that I am always my own worst critic. You are always your own worst critic. And if we could only see ourselves the way that other people see us, we would set our goals much higher than we actually do. So what are the things that you can do when you achieve your goals? This one is kind of a free-for-all. What do you want to do? Uh, is achieving a goal in your business, does that equate to a whole day off next month? Does that equate to a long lunch, um, you know, with, with somebody else or yourself? Um, yeah, what is it that you want? What is it that you strive for? What gets you out of bed in the morning? So it's really important that you document that celebration or reward along with your goals. That's it from me for another week. Thank you for joining me. Um, in this podcast. And if there are any topics that you would like to hear more about, please just drop me a message. You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook at the Healthy Entrepreneur Official. Just send me through a DM with um, a topic that you'd like to hear about and I'll cover it in an upcoming podcast. Take care.